안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members of office, 안녕하십니까? Are you reading uh, one, uh, you know, one hour EDP? I, even though I'm reading, I only read more than 100 times one hour EDP, but because of this national uh, the condition, our continental condition to read one hour EDP, I need to initiate from my own self first. I am reading and then I am doing also that. So I'd like to encourage all brothers and sisters really take it very seriously to become incarnation of God's work. Today, I'd like to talk about the training period to mature our heart and spirituality from True Mother's Anthology Book 1. So let's start. Training period to mature our heart and spirituality. The 2,000-year Christian history was the providence of searching for God's only begotten daughter. The only begotten daughter of God needed to be born as God's daughter, separate from the satanic world. I was born based on this standard. Damonim lived her whole life like a nanny caring after God's only begotten daughter. Heavenly Parent knows this. Damonim began the champion providence for blessed children as they could not understand the providential history on earth, even after it was revealed from the spiritual world. Damonim fulfilled her responsibility to attend father as the returning Messiah and the King of Kings and is now even busier in the spiritual world. Now that Champyang is growing on the basis of having become an established order, Individuals can experience Damonim's works by themselves as long as they offer devotions with parents here. However, no one can carry out mother's works. No one but I can do so. If you go forward, one in heart, one in body, one in harmony, and one in thought with me, you can be victorious. You are blessed people. There are 7 billion people in the world, and you can be thankful that from among them, you were able to meet me. Blessed families can be born through me. You must live each day for the future with a heart of gratitude. Yes. Tuna Mother said that uh, the 2,000-year Christian history was the providence of searching for God's only begotten daughter, the only begotten daughter of God needed to be born as God's daughter, separate from the satanic world. I was born based on this standard. Let's look at the Father's word on this topic. Let's read. read. True Mother's mother, Damonim, walked a historic path of suffering to receive the returning Lord. During that time, Mother, as her daughter, also received such training. I needed a woman who would, as a wife, follow with all of her heart and mind a husband who was totally committed to the will. I also needed her to be from a prepared family and lineage. Thinking in this way, I met true mother. Damonim had gone a course in which she attended three persecuted churches. 
She attended the New Jesus Church, then the Holy Lord Church, and the Inside the Womb Church, before finally coming to the Unification Church. Her history of attending these three churches before meeting me qualified her lineage to be the lineage from which True Mother could come. Before Damonham gave birth to True Mother, she based her life on commands she had received from heaven. There were spiritual works like this going on in the background. I could not choose just anyone to be in the position of True Mother. Yes, he says that until True Mother was born, three generations centered on True Mother must attend God and the devotion to find the second coming I know, must be deep in their heart more than anyone else. I really appreciate our demoni because of demoni, all our ancestors can be liberated and also receiving the blessing. Wow, she's really one of the such a dedicated person. She was a model on the earth to attend, you know, through parents after she uh, go to the spiritual world and uh, helping us how to liberate our ancestors and then, and then also receiving the blessing. She is really such a loyal lady. Wow. Then mother said, uh, mother said, Demonim actually could, could, uh, could fulfill her portion of responsibility completely. Mother really recognized and appreciating uh, Demonim's role and uh, her dedication. And living, uh, living divine principle, the indirect dominion and the human portion of responsibility, let us study. Reason for human responsibility. God endowed human beings with a portion of responsibility for the following reason. By fulfilling their given portion of responsibility with which even God does not interfere, human beings are meant to inherit the creative nature of God and participate in God's great work of creation. God intends human beings to earn ownership and become worthy to rule over the creation as creators in their own right, just as God governs over them as their creator. This is the principal difference between human beings and the rest of creation. So let's just study Father's word more details. The position to complete the portion of responsibility. Why is there a time period for the portion of responsibility? There is one common goal in the completion of the process of creation that God and human beings should complete together. This is because of the problem of love. In order to feel love, people must reach adolescence, the age of maturity, People don't know about love before this period. When something gains maturity spiritually and physically and blooms, that is adolescence. This period of adolescence comes to all people without fail. The flower that will bloom at this time is what God longs for and also what human beings long for. However, because their portion of responsibility is not complete, human beings are fallen. If they had not fallen, Adam and Eve would have naturally become one during their adolescence. 
They would have simply become one with the root of love based on God. Everything would have been accepted if their love had been completely grounded on the relational ideal between God and human beings. This is the source of heavenly life. That fact that people are fallen means that the standard of the completion of ideal love that God expected from human beings has been lost. The reason human beings must keep the standard of the portion of responsibility is that it is necessary in order to complete ideal love. The reason God needs humankind's 5% portion of responsibility in the course of creation is because he needs an object partner. Love cannot be made alone. It is not even possible for the all-knowing and all-powerful God to have love without an object partner. Yes. The completion of God's purpose of creation cannot be achieved by himself. God and human being should jointly complete it together. This is because God's purpose of creation is for God and human beings to become co-creators. In that sense, in realizing God's will, God absolutely needs human being and human being also absolutely need God. Then why do God and human beings have a common responsibility? It is because God and human beings must perfect each other's love. It is because love can never be realized by oneself. It can only be realized through the object partner. Since the ideal of God's love is complete through human beings and the ideal of human beings' love is complete only through God, both have a common responsibility in realizing God's will. In that sense, think that the great God and I are partners of creation. Think that God's will cannot be realized without me. Think that I am an absolutely necessary being to God. Wow. This is each one of the human, human beings' value. God cannot accomplish his will without me. I also cannot accomplish my will without God. We are co-creators. You know, even though Heavenly Father's portion of responsibility is 95%, each one of the human beings in the, the portion of responsibility is 5%, but this, even though little 5%, without 5%, cannot be complete. Wow. This is really incredible. Each one of the human beings, you are the one who can, can be realized God's ideal. Okay? Without you, God cannot complete his purpose of the creation. I also cannot about, uh, you know, fulfill my portion of responsibility. I cannot become perfect man or perfect, perfect woman centering on, on true love without God. We are co-creators. We are common destiny. That is really incredible, my brothers and sisters. Next. Do not expect any help from God in your responsibility. You need your own record saying, I have done this. There is no other way. 
It cannot be done with the help of others. You are destined not to receive any help from God. Though God helps you 100%, the remaining 5% is humankind's responsibility. Satan tries to attack humankind with that remaining 5%. So you should not expect any cooperation or help from God in deciding your destiny. You should go independently by yourself. You should take clear responsibility. Reverend Moon is looking for that kind of person. Wow, very serious word. To the father's attitude of the fulfilling one's portion of responsibility is very clear. According to the father's word, we must have a mindset that we will not even receive God's cooperation when, when it comes to sharing our responsibilities. When I am indebted, it is because of the condition that I have completed, it is not established. Therefore, go with the resolve that I will fulfill my own portion of responsibility without expecting any help from anyone, or rather than being indebted to the other person, or the ones with the heart of the making them be indebted to me. That's why you need your own record of saying, I have done this, I have done this. There's no other way. It cannot be done with the help of others. You are destined not to receive any help from God. Means you need to have that kind of mindset, you know, to not rely on anyone, you know, without even God's helping, I need to do. Means that kind of the ownership. You know, not just on rely on God. I have to fulfill my portion of responsibility. Plus, I want to, I want to bear even God's cross. I want to have God's portion of responsibility. These, these kind of things come from filial heart. You know, who's a filial son and those? Of course, you need to do your own portion of responsibility without relying on your parents. However, you need to do more. You need to add more. You need to carry on your parents' cross. You need to carry on your parents' portion of responsibility. Plus, you need to carry on other person's portion of responsibility. That kind of the mindset I really admire by father's sharing. If we have that kind of the full ownership, I have to be responsible. I have to be responsible for God. I have to, I have to be responsible for two mothers' heavy burden. I have to be responsible for this nation. I have to be responsible for my church. I have to be responsible for the sake of the world. This kind of a mindset, we can say that you are really resembling God. You, are, you have a qualification to become co-creator like God. Right? This ownership. You know, our ownership is really our own, you know, that means I have to be responsible for my own job. Very serious about that. Not only my job. So, you know, to fulfill my own portion of responsibility, when you think about God, when you think about even God's portion of responsibility, I want to help him. I want to be bear his portion of responsibility. Then God will cry. 
Wow, I never seen this kind of son. I never seen this kind of daughter. This guy really want to be responsible for my even own heavy burden. To the father was like that. Our Jesus was like that. Jesus, he could feel, he, he fulfilled his portion of responsibility. Also, he want to carry on. He want to bear even Israel people's mistake, Jewish people's mistake. I want to bear. I want to, I want to you know, bear the cross. Wow, I really love Father. Father have that kind of strong ownership. Strong ownership. That's why his wish is what? Not just only fulfill my portion of responsibility. How to liberate God? You know, how to console him? How, you know, to console him and then liberate him. And then true Father have to be responsible for God. Wow, this is incredible guidance from Father. Only unification needs to can learn this kind of things, right? Today's youth ministry, uh, filial piety, and the secret of the universe. Let's just start. Filial piety and the secret of the universe. In order to lead a healthy life of faith, you must always live being touched by the word. My heart must always live with the feeling of being resurrected through the word. You should not need knowledge for the sake of knowledge. You should need knowledge for love. In order to enrich love, knowledge must serve as a supplement to love. Otherwise, if knowledge becomes the subject and love becomes the object, we will live a life of loss. Second, in order to lead a healthy life of faith, you must always be sure of your identity. Who am I? I must be certain that I am related to God who is the cause. We must live with a clear identity that our relationship with God is that of parent and child. Yes. In order to, deal, in order to lead a healthy life of a faith, you should always be Touched by the word. Very important. You know, our spiritual body always needs to be touched by God's word. Then our spirit body can grow up and overcome the darkness of the world with the power of being touched by the word. That's why God's word is a light. You know, if you really possess God's word, you can conquer any darkness. When I am touched through the word and chongsong, the moving spirit of God comes upon me all the time. There are two ways for my spirit to be touched. The first is being vertically and directly touched by God's word and chongsong. What's the second way? Second way is horizontally serving and living for the sake of others in uh, you know, interpersonal relationships. If we practice these two ways, our spirit will always become very, very healthy. Okay? Not just only about the touch by God's word. Horizontally, you're really serving others. You're really living for the sake of us. What is the, what is the substantial living for the sake of others? That is saving people's soul. 
Witnessing. Witnessing is the best way to live for the sake of others because I save that person's eternal life. You give money hundred dollar, one thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar, just come and just giving and goes away. However, if you save people's life, their eternal life, this is a really great meaning, substantial meaning, living for the sake of others. If you use two way, okay? First, you need to be inspired by God's one and then receive God's guidance directly. You receive God's love directly and another way to receive love through living for the sake of others. When you touch someone's heart and then you know, you know, <clears throat> energy and spiritual power come to me from him, you kind of like a vibration. It come to my, touched my spirit and can grow up. That's why vertical way and the other way, what you want? Horizontal way. That's why without saving peoples, you cannot have a substantial experience. What is really, what is really love? Most important thing is being clear on what the relationship between God and me is. You should always check your identity. Who is God? And who am I? Every morning, and wake up and ask God, God, who are you? God, and who am I? Because we are fallen men. You always need to make sure, always need to confirm, always need to check my own identity, God. You are really my daddy. You are really my loving father. I'm really your child. We must continuously ask this question and live with conviction in our life of faith. Once you have a conviction, he's my daddy, I am child of God. Wow. You can have incredible power, my brothers and sisters. Next. You have a parent-child relationship with God. We can say that this parent-child relationship is a relationship of heart. Therefore, I must live by carefully examining whether I always have a heart to attend God. I am a resultant being born through God, who is the cause. In the Bible, the relationship between God and me, that is, the relationship between the cause and me is expressed as a lamp. That means heart. Therefore, this relationship between God and me must be thorough and considered as important as life. The secret of the universe is that God and I have a parent-child relationship. Confident belief in this becomes a secret that can solve all problems. My dear brothers and sisters, what is the secret of the secrets of the universe? If you know this secret, it becomes the key to solving the fundamental problems and all problems. Then what is the secret, secret of the universe? The secret of the universe is that God and I have a parent-child relationship. 
confident belief in this becomes a key that can solve all problems. If you know this principle, if you know this secret of universe, and you already, you can solve any problems. Father said, do you know how discover so many of the, of the, of the principles? You know, through the principle of creation for a woman and, you know, the restoration course. Based on what? Father said. Once he realized that, what's the secret of the universe? What's the fundamental principle in the universe? There is a parent and child relationship be between God and me. Wow. That means already he discovered everything. Based on this foundation, he everything you know, can discover. You're using this fundamental principle. Wow. Centering on, God's, God's, uh, centering on God's point of view means God, the centering on parents' point of view, I'm the child, and uh, you know, how to, how to deal with this kind of issue. Father, ask God and then apply in many ways how to find the principle. That's why, that's why, my brothers and sisters, the secret of the universe is that God and I have a parent-child relationship. Do you all really believe that God is like no other being and the Father will love? And do you also believe that you are a child like no other to him? Are you really certain that without me, the omniscient and omnipotent and great God cannot realize his will? If you have absolute belief, belief that God and I have a parent-child relationship, unimaginable miracles will arise. There's no, no one that can win over me. Also, there's no fear. All worries will be eradicated. Wow. How much do you believe in God? He is really my father. He loves me more than himself. How much do you believe in that? God is my father, so is there anything I cannot do? The problem is that fallen human beings know that in their, in their heads, but they do not have an absolute faith that God and I have a parent-child relationship. That's why nothing happens. Absolute faith brings a miracles. Absolute faith. God is my father. God is my parent. I am child of God. If you have that kind of absolute faith, you can bring miracles all the time. There is nothing you cannot accomplish. Nothing impossible in the name of God. For the man always doubting. Even though you believe in God in certain ways, certain level, but not absolute faith. That's the problem. Next. If we know that we have a parent-child relationship with God in our life of faith, what should we do for our parents as their children? It is filial piety. According to Eastern ethics, marriage between a man and a woman is for children to marry in order to be filial to their parents. 
However, in Western ethics, marriage is not to be filial to one's parents, but for a man and a woman to meet and love each other. However, our principle puts vertical love first in the parent-child relationship. This is expressed in the Bible as love. However, in the Bible, there is no expression for filial piety in the sense that children serve their parents with all their heart. In the Bible, the word love is used when children love their parents, when parents love their children, and when siblings love each other. A parent's love for their child can be expressed with the word agape, but there is no proper expression for the child's love for the parent. There are words like eros and philia, but there are no proper words like filial piety that is spoken of in the East. There is a word for filial piety, hyo, in the Oriental language. In the East, the word filial piety is used only to describe a child's love for their parents. The word filial piety is not used in relationships between husband and wife, brothers and sisters, and friends. Filial piety is the root of a child's heart towards their parents. Yes. If we know that we have a parent-child relationship with God in our life, our faith, what should we do for our parents as their children? It is a filial part of piety. And true mother said, that is a shojong, filial heart. Our principles put vertical love first in the parent and child relationship. This is expressed in the Bible just as a love. However, in the Bible, there is no expression for filial piety in the sense that children of their parents will all their heart and love is written broadly in the Bible. In the East, the word filial piety used only the, to describe a child's love for their parents. The word filial piety is not just used in relationship between husband and wife, brothers and sisters and friends. Filial piety is the root of child's heart toward their parents. Very, very beautiful word. If we do not realize the word of the filial heart, wow, not is to build, uh, not is to build the relationship, parents and child, between God and me. The era of the channel is the age in which the children become the owners of the channel group. What this age requires most is shojang, a filial heart, toward heavenly parents and true parents. If we have the filial heart toward heavenly parents and true parents, heaven will give us unimaginable knowledge and wisdom, and we can overcome any difficulty in advancing through parents' problems. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Yong, for that wonderful message. And now we'll have a living testimony on witnessing by Jinil Fleischman. Jinil? Hello. Good morning, everyone. Uh, oh, Jinil. I'm here with my Dallas Carp family. Yeah. 
Wow, so, our car. Oh, brothers and sisters, very happy to see all of you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Young. We're so happy to see you. Mm. So, as Dallas Carp, we just finished a seven day divine principle workshop just two days ago. And I'd like to share a little bit about our experience. So here, I want to start with some photos. This is uh, our group. We were at the Tejas Trails in Blanco, Texas. It's a beautiful ranch owned by a blessed family by the Morgans. Uh, such an amazing place to be where we could feel God's love through creation. We had a really amazing divine principle teacher, Reverend Sakai, our state leader and district pastor, who uh, can feel how much he loves to share the principle and how much he loves to have eager students. And it was a really beautiful environment. We had time for discussion. We read from Father's autobiography every single day. And we had our sub-regional director, Reverend Jackson and uh, Fasaisan, who also joined us. And actually Reverend Jackson shared his testimony of how he joined our movement. Um, we really enjoyed time together you know, bonfire, s'mores, just really good friendships and relationships. And um, this is our, our group. So yeah, this, this Divine Principle Workshop, this is our CARP seven-day workshop. And it was basically like the culmination of our two semesters, fall and spring semester of witnessing, of reaching out and of really testifying and sharing with our guests and building these artistic relationships with all of our guests and there's one word that Dr. Young says often he says that this is the age not of proclaiming the truth but this is really the age where we have to show the substance of the truth and that's a word that I really feel our Dallas CARP team is trying to embody and really trying to practice in our witnessing and in our CARP culture and it's so interesting for us, like we were kind of reflecting about our experience this workshop. And if it didn't feel like we were witnessing in a way, it didn't feel like we were like, you know, we, we had a mission and our goal is we need to make people believe in true parents. But it really felt like our goal is we're here to know God, to grow ourselves and to build true relationships with our brothers and sisters. And so every person, you know, we had seven guests who joined and also we had, you know, our CART members, we had GPA members here. And our attitude in this workshop is that every single one of us, we want to grow. We want to understand God more deeply. We want to understand the divine principle more deeply. And we want to create a space where every person can feel a deep sense of love, a deep sense of appreciation for who they are in God's eyes. And for us, it, yeah, our, it was so, I, I'm not sure if I've, I've ever experienced something quite like this, but, you know, we all felt so free and so natural to be ourselves. It didn't feel like, oh, we're the staff and they're the guests. It just felt like we're all brothers and sisters here together because we love each other. I want to be there. To I want to be there. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Young, please come next time. <laughs> and... Um, it, we just felt so free and so natural. And, 
you know, we, over the course of the, the week, we studied the entire divine principle from, you know, from principles of creation all the way to the second advent and introducing to your parents' life course. And I think all of us, we didn't feel any kind of anxiety or tension or fear, but we felt so happy, so free, and so excited to share about who true parents are because it's not some big truth that we have to be responsible to tell people, but it's something that I think we feel is true in my life. And it's like, oh, finally, I can talk freely with my brothers and sisters. Yeah. We've been, we spent this, you know, one or two semesters together. And finally, we can just talk freely about something wow. that's so dear to wow. our heart about who true parents are. And I think in our workshop culture, there was this incredible, just like radical sense of acceptance for every person for who they are and where they come from. And in our, you know, our guests have such, such amazingly different backgrounds. It's really amazing how we all could get along and be together. We have some of our guests who are atheists and even coming to the workshop didn't really want to know about God, but that just felt the love of the community. We have some guests who are strong Christians and in all honesty, didn't want to let go of their convictions their you know their their fu fundamental christian beliefs but they still didn't want to leave this carp environment the love they felt wow. you know we have a guest who's bisexual and really feels this is a, a really deep part of who she is but she understands the principle the blessing she knows what we're all about and actually she 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 felt she said I want to bring my friends who are LGBTQ to CARP because I know they can feel oh, God's love wow. to come here. Great, and great. It was, yeah, for us, you know, we're all smiling because we, we felt so much love Oy. in the workshop. And, you know, I, ha I had an experience near the end of, end of the workshop where there was one sister who couldn't join for the, the beginning part, and then she was going to come later. And then, uh, you know, we're calling on the phone, and she's asking me, so you know, why do you want me to come? And I was thinking, you know, we have these guests here. If you're here, you can invest into them. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be good for your own personal growth. And, but as, as I was talking, I just, I kind of paused. And then I realized, actually, you know what? The real reason I want you to come is I just, I just want to be with you. I just want to spend time with you. If you're not here, I feel like something's missing someone's missing <laughs> and i feel like that's really the the heart that we've been experiencing in this workshop and in carp is just we love to love each other we love to be with each other we know the truth we never compromise in sharing exactly what the principal is saying who true parents are but really what we love is to grow our hearts for each other and to see this sense of family and community growing and every person, you know, regardless of who they're, who they are, where they're at, they feel embraced when they come to CARP. So this was a really amazing experience for all of us. And I think we're very excited for the future. And Dr. Young, I hope you can join us uh, next yeah. time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Genial. So oh, my dear brothers and sisters, come Sahamida. I love you all. Oh. Wow, Michelle, and then Watabe, and many brothers and sisters. Wow, thank you so much. Jinil, your name is Jinil. Jin means truth, and the il means number one. Really, you are truly number one. 
Thank you very much. God bless you. But that kind of the lesbian or the the homo of a sex kind of the category people, I am telling you that not is to convince by theory for them. One thing how to convince them need to show need to show who is really your true person. What is the really ideal family? Need to show the. The beautiful relationship between husband and wife, parent and child, parent and child, and when they see some kind of substance, substantial, they change their life. Because in this society, nobody show what is the ideal family. Nobody show who is true man or true woman. That is the problem. Nobody practice. Cannot find any ideal person, any ideal family. That is the issue. But when we show. From that kind of personality and character, and that kind of small kingdom of heaven, even such small the cup members show why the small kingdom of heaven showing something, then everybody can be influenced. Wow, this is the kingdom of heaven. That's why we need to make showing church substantially.